0: Happy New Year, everyone. I hope that you had a lovely winter holiday and are feeling rested and rejuvenated. I used my time to do a lot of self-reflection and one of the things that became crystal clear to me as I reflected on 2023 was that I had made a commitment to myself and I failed. Have you ever felt like you're stuck in a loop of unmet promises? In this week's podcast, I share what happened to me and tools that I have used to help course correct. It's not about beating myself up. It's about looking at facts. It's about re-examining priorities to reflect changing circumstances. It's about the power of accountability. Hey everyone, I'm Laverne McKinnon and welcome to the Moonshot Mentor Blogcast. I'm a certified career coach and a grief recovery specialist and I really love to help ambitious, driven people feel confident, empowered and excited after experiencing a career setback. Whether it's from feeling stuck in a tough period or frustration from slow progress, I offer up tools and resources to revamp your path to success. So if you've also failed at a commitment to yourself, listen on. So I've made confessions on this podcast in the past and today's will not be my last one. I didn't do what I said I was going to do and it's been happening for almost a year now and I'm I'm honestly like really grumpy with myself and I had a, v- a bit of shame and embarrassment and I'm ready to course correct. It's, it's not like there's someone, you know, banging on my door who's upset with me for breaking my word, ready to break off the relationship and label me as untrustworthy unless that someone is me, which it is. I've been working on and mostly off writing a book about disenfranchised grief. And if you haven't heard about disenfranchised grief, it's a term coined by bereavement expert Kenneth Doka to describe any type of grief that is not openly acknowledged, socially validated or publicly mourned. Examples run the gamut from from like a very sad miscarriage to job loss, uh, moving and really a lot more in between. Now, this concept of unrecognized loss struck a deep chord in me because it's something that I've experienced in the professional realm. And every single one of my clients has also experienced, in varying degrees, some type of disenfranchised grief. For some, it's been about the struggle to find a job after being laid off, being fired, being downsized, not seeing a project to fruition, being overlooked for a promotion. This list is nowhere near complete or comprehensive. Now, my desire to write a book about DEG has been driven by how little people know about it. And now once people know about it, it creates a pathway to healing, compassion, and empathy. Clients have been able to reconnect with their passion, their values, talent, and fulfillment. It's honestly given a lot of them a new lease on life. So one of my goals for 2023 was to have a draft, of, uh, a draft zero of my book completed. Uh, it did not come close to happening. I recognized that the slips I was having earlier last year with my book writing schedule had turned into a full-blown slide. By the summer, I needed to double down, and that's what I did. And so I redid my schedule, and that was an epic fail. So over these last few weeks, as I've carved out time to self-reflect, I pulled out my favorite assessment tool. It's discernment versus judgment. Discernment is the absence of judgment. It's identifying and evaluating facts, gathering data, seeing the truth simply as it is without labeling it as good, bad, right, or wrong. Judgment is black and white. It's about good, bad, right, or wrong. And while it certainly has value in some situations, I've personally found that judgment rarely creates space or energy for positive movement forward. When I practice discernment, I can assess what happened in my book writing so that I can course correct. Because writing this book is still really important to me and it's my number four priority in 2024. I bet you probably thought I was gonna say it's my number one priority for 2024, but actually taking care of my family and home is my number one priority. My second priority is working with my clients individually and in groups. And my third priority is teaching at Northwestern University. For full disclosure, I had to actually rewrite my list of priorities a few times in the first couple of tries because the book was number one and it just didn't feel right in my body. So I had to be honest with myself and align my values with my future actions. This process also helped me to reconnect with my desire to write the book. The the hard truth is that sometimes new information or experiences come along that shift what's important to us. Now, in this situation, the book still is a priority, and I needed to be realistic that there are other priorities ahead of it. If you haven't read or listened to my piece about the power of the word and, I highly recommend it. It's a game changer. Now, the link is available in the show notes. The next step after assessing my priorities and recommitting to the book was to look at what happened. Why did my commitment falter? The Los Angeles rain and windstorms in the first quarter of 2023 did significant damage to our home. There have also been ongoing mudslides that have made accessibility to our house at times difficult and at other times literally impossible. To further complicate the situation, our homeowner's insurance is not recognizing the extent of the claim. So it's been really draining on so many different fronts, financially, emotionally, spiritually, intellectually, and physically. there's no end in sight. So the assessment is a significant amount of time has been diverted to dealing with this challenge. The second assessment that I made was around the writers and actors strike that impacted a movie that I'm producing that was scheduled to go into production last summer. It's been pushed to this year, but there's been a ripple effect in the terms of like a loss of like income. And so to make up for some of the deficit, I further built out my coaching practice assessment. Upping my coaching hours impacted the number of hours I could devote to book writing. Plus the uncertainty of when the strikes would be over left me honestly discombobulated and I had a lot of trouble focusing. As part of the coaching expansion, and this is the third assessment, I made a decision to rebrand my website and onboard a new customer relationship tool. Assessment there, I grossly underestimated how long it would take to complete the rebranding and onboarding two clear mistakes that I made. The first is that I didn't account for the unexpected and I scheduled myself too tightly. This is a common error I make despite always having unexpected events arise. The second is that I underestimated how much time everything would take. Research, analysis, writing, rebranding, learning a new app, assembling documents for the insurance company, replenishing after major stressors. So the next thing you need to do is to create best practices that are a direct result of the assessment. So I'm gonna give myself at least an hour of cushion of unstructured time every workday. This is probably not enough, but it's where I'm going to start. It's a baby step to allow for the unexpected. And if nothing unexpected occurs, then yay, I have a bonus hour. Second best practice is doubling the time I'm allotting for all the tasks I named above. I'm not going to lie. These new best practices are slightly triggering because it feels like it can't accomplish as much as I want to. I think that's a mistaken belief and I'm going to monitor it closely. So how am I going to finish the book? Accountability. This is a best practice that I've used on many other projects, but I haven't used it with the book yet. So I'm going to follow what I did last year when I enrolled people to hold me accountable for completing the rebrand and onboarding the customer relationship tool. Accountability was the key to staying focused and on track, but perhaps more importantly, the people that I enrolled also gave me emotional, spiritual, and mental support. They shared their best practices with me and even stepped in a few times to take over when I got stuck. Accountability is about being witnessed, It's about allowing myself to be seen in all my messiness and all my glory. It's about facing my fears and my shortcomings, asking for support, receiving love and cheerleading. Knowing that someone is actually expecting me to take action and make a progress report is fuel in my tank. Accountability is the public acceptance of responsibility for my actions. There's no hiding under the covers. Accountability is trust building. When I say what I do and I do what I say, I build trust with myself and others can trust me as well. It does not mean that I am perfect. It means that when new information or experiences come along, I communicate with myself and others. For example, I know I said I was going to deliver a draft by Friday, but I have COVID, so let me circle back when I'm feeling better and give you a new due date. Accountability is creating bumper rails to not go off the deep end into a full-blown slide. Slip-ups are inevitable and with an accountability partner or group, you can course correct more readily. A study conducted by the Association for Talent Development found that only 10% of the people who have an idea or a goal are likely to complete it. However, if you have a specific accountability appointment with a person or group, the likelihood of completion jumps to a whopping 95%. It's not enough to have the desire or a timetable or a plan. If I truly want to write my disenfranchised grief book, I need to have an accountability appointment with a person or a group, and that's what I'm going to do for 2024. I'm investing in a book coach so that I have real skin in the game. Okay, that's it for today. Head over to Moonshot Mentor on substack.com for journal questions to help you deepen your relationship with achieving your goals through accountability. I'd love to hear more about your commitments for 2024, so please drop me a comment. I'd love to have a conversation with you about it. You can also visit me at moonshotmentor.com, where you can find links to all my social and how to work with me. And if you enjoy what you hear, I would so appreciate if you could subscribe to my blogcast. It's going to help me achieve my moonshot of 5,000 subscribers. And finally, and most importantly, thank you to Lin Chen for the video and audio editing. You can find her on social at MSLin Chen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm going to see you next week when I'll talk about a resolution that's not a New Year's resolution that I do believe will help me significantly in 2024. Thanks so much for tuning in.